Hi there! This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. Are you ready for the Word? Hallelujah! You don't sound ready. Are you ready for the Word? Hallelujah! You know, we've had such a really remarkable time in the Word, all right, for the past um, five weeks, right? Uh, it's been such a deluge of grace, such a deluge of, you know, um, revelation knowledge. Hallelujah. So we began the series um, um, with a title, can you remember? Borrowed, borrowed Garment, all right? And we began to look, you know, into the word and we said through our senior pastor, all right, that um, the borrowed garments that the enemy brings to a man... Uh, there are basically three things, all right, from that particular series. Can you remember? One is timidity, right? One is small, all right, and the third is, and the third is, aha, humility, amen. All right, okay, so you see that we need to revisit this thing sometimes, okay, so that we can be established in this present truth. And Pastor made us understand that truth and lies, okay, and not reality. Do you remember that? But they are what? A system of interpretation. So if you visit the interpretation system of truth, what you get is what? Faith. Hallelujah. If you visit the interpretation system of lies, what you get is fear. Hallelujah. And um, we, uh, we cross over to, you know, um, the second installment Untitled, cast your, cast your cares. Hallelujah. And um, um, pastor made us understand that all that the devil has, all right, is fear, okay? He uses what we call wows, wows. And um, pastor defined wows as, you know, um, the stratagem of the devil, the, the stratagem of the enemy. He said, you know, that uh, wows is the manipulative toolkit, of the devil okay and um, he wrapped up by saying that uh, you, you don't live um, in the realm of meat and raiment who remembers that I think that was like one of the high point of that teaching okay you don't um, you don't you you cast your care you don't um, you don't take a selfie around your cares you cast it hallelujah and the thought is Tommy will move to spoiler alert hallelujah Colossians chapter 2 and 15, it says, you know, Christ has spoiled the enemy, all right? Colossians chapter 2 and 15, he said he has disarmed the enemy, all right? So our wrestling is to enforce that which God has already done in Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. And we move to the fourth instrument. What was the title of the fourth instrument? The Stronghold, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4, it says, Casting down imaginations and every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And Pastor emphasized that, you know, there's nothing above the knowledge of God that what the enemy can do, you know, at best is to stand against the word, all right? There is nothing above the word, all right? There is just um, that what the enemy tries to do is to, you know, come against the word through thoughts and uh, imaginations. And, and these patterns are produced by examples, experiences, and uh, exposure. Hallelujah. 
Alright? And every stronghold submits to the stronger hold of the word of God. Praise God forevermore. And last week, wow, what a feast we had last week. The exit strategies. Exit strategies. What is the number one exit strategy? Leave bedside, right? And number two, you burn the books. Hallelujah. And the books represent what? Philosophies and ideas. And number three, you leave some buckets. Hallelujah. Can we celebrate the gift of Pastor Dami? You're good today. Um, after this kind of synopsis, and um, what else is there to teach again? You know, I was at a conference with Pastor Dami a while back. Uh, we were saying, you know, there's this particular preacher that anytime he preaches, it's always difficult for any other person who is coming after him. And I told him, I said, that's how you are, actually. Whenever you preach, you just, uh, <laughs> whenever it's coming, we have to, you know, bombard the heavens. And the heavens are wondering what's going on. Why are you knocking so hard? I'm preaching after Pastor Dami. <laughs> Hallelujah. So while I was speaking with Rachel yesterday, I was just having a conversation regarding, you know, what, um, what's, what's going to be like, you know, why are you wishing? <laughs> you know, I, I say, actually, I don't even know what to teach, actually, because the, each time I try to study any kind of aspect, Pastor Diamond has covered the field. You know, in law, there's something we call the doctrine of covering the field. You know, so he has covered the field. And she gave me inspiration, you know. And she said, <laughs> she, she said, in that case, she said, in that case, so emphasize what Pastor Dami has taught. <laughs> I said, that's it, that's it, that's what we're going to do today. So you can call this emphasis service. <laughs> because there was no topic. And I just felt like, wow, pastors cover the field until next week Sunday. When you now come again, I'm like, ah! <laughs> Hallelujah. But by then, I'll be watching from somewhere. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So let's begin our coordinates this morning from Second, second Timothy, right? That's our, that's our team scripture, right? Second Timothy chapter number one. We we'll begin our reading this time around, not from verse seven. We'll just backtrack a bit to verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and 5. Can we stand for the reading of God's holy word? Praise God. <laughs> so we're just reading concert. One to go. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Louis and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Please, let's be seated. Hallelujah. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, because you must understand that um, verse 7, what Paul was trying to deal with in verse 7, all right, was as a result of verse 5, okay? He was talking about faith, and um, so he, 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 he began to give this... Um, exposition to Timothy, his son in the ministry. He said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Hallelujah. So the first thing we can see here is that, you know, 
Faith is already on the inside of you. You are born with faith. You are born with faith. Pastor was speaking this morning about, you know, how things are being, you know, they are three-dimensional, okay? So there are three things God says about the just from the reading of Scripture. Three major things God says about the just. Can you please take that higher because I'll be singing during the course of the meeting. So let me just hear it. Hallelujah. Three things God says concerning the just. He says, the just shall live by faith. All right, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, it says the just shall live by faith. In Proverbs chapter 11, I believe in verse 9, it says the just shall be delivered by knowledge. You see that? It says the just, it says through knowledge, do you see that? Shall what? The just be delivered. Okay, so the just essentially lives by faith through the knowledge of God's word. The just lives by faith through the knowledge of God's word. So we established number one, the just lives what? By, come on, sh shout it, by, the just lives by faith, right? The just is delivered by, the just is, is delivered by, watch this. Now, the combined effect of the just living by faith, all right, with the just being delivered by knowledge, leads to Proverbs chapter 4, 18. The part of the just is as the shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. So that's one scripture people quote and say, oh, the part of the just has a shining light, but that's as a result of living by faith through the knowledge of God. We are still in 1 Timothy, by the way. So let's go back there. 1 Timothy chapter 1. It says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in what? In you. Which first dwelt in your grandmother, Louis. Media, come on, help me with this. Okay, it's not on my screen. When I call to remembrance of faith, faith as indeed, which first dwelt in thy grandmother, Louis, all right, and thy mother, Eunice. So this faith we are talking about is transgenerational, okay? So in our context, we can say, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that was in Smith Wigglesworth. Because what the devil tries to make us understand is that this faith that the fathers operated is different from the kind of faith we are in right now. And that's the lie of the devil. He said, when I call to remembrance your faith, faith that is in Eunice, your mother. All right? Eunice, in this, in this context, can refer to our fathers in the faith, present alive, the ear, the boys, and the likes. He said, this same faith is where? Is in you. Hallelujah. When I call to remember the faith that is in Dami or Guntunde, this same faith, not an inferior version, is in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this faith that we are talking about is not just some mystical thing. It's not just some, you know, um, thing that existed in the days of the apostles. This same faith is in you right now. 
He said, whereof we have received, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 13, he said, we have received what? The same spirit of faith. Somebody says the same. It's the same. The same spirit of faith. Because Paul was trying to talk about faith and trying to, you know, make Timothy understand that, guy, you have this faith. But something is going to prevent you from walking in the, in the power, in the authority, and in the reality of faith. Alright, and that's where verse 7 comes in. It says, whereof God has not given. God has not given. When I was younger, I'm sure, um, greetings to LA. Can we celebrate LA? We love you, ma'am. I'm sure LA is practicing this at the moment with Tiara. When I was much younger, alright, and I believe for many of us, our mothers, we, you know, like stock, food, all right, pencils, crayons, and all that into our backpacks, right? And we go to school in it. And um, by the time you come back, why are you laughing? Okay, I'm still in Nigeria, right? Sorry. <laughs> Focus on the word. Watch this, please. It says, God has not what? Given. Something powerful is about to eat you right now. So when we return back from school, right? All right, with our backpack. The first thing our mothers would do is to do what? To check. To check. All right? To check if the same thing she gave you, all right, is the same thing you are coming back with. So some of us, we're very mischievous. You have some other... You get some other people's food, other people's crayon, other people's pencil. And she says to you, where did you get this thing from? I did not give it to you. So God has not given. Listen, the things God gives, is God is very vocal about the things he gives his children. He's very vocal about it. He's very vocal about it. God has not given you the spirit of fear. I didn't give this fear to you. So where did you get it from? Ibolotiri. I didn't give this thing to you. Where is it? Where did, where did you get it from? It says, God has not given. That's how you read your Bible. You just stay there. You don't, you don't, you don't rush. You don't, you're not in a hurry. Hallelujah. Then you go to 1 Peter chapter 1 and 3. 1 Peter chapter 1 and 3. 1 Peter 1 3. And just put this like a marker in your Bible. For God has not given. Now let's see what God gives. Watch this. Watch this. First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3. All right. Thank you very much. Verse 3. Can we read together in concert? One to go. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according as his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Beg your pardon. Second Peter chapter 1 and 3. 2 Peter chapter 1 and 3. Very quickly. 2 Peter chapter 1 and 3. I want us to read this thing together. Very important. 2 Peter. All right. One to go. Let's read. According at his divine power. As what? Giving unto us all things that pertain unto life. Watch this. Stop there. Stop there. In Timothy it says, God has not what? Given. In Peter, it says God has given us all things that what pertain to life. In effect, fear does not pertain to life. Do you see that? 
It says, God has not given us. All right? And over here, it says, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life. Meaning fear is not part of life. But what the devil makes us to understand is that fear is just, you know, it's just natural. Alright, it is okay to be afraid. In fact, some aspire to Maguire would tell us that, you know, do it in fear. Do it in fear. Fear is not part of life. Because now you have to ask yourself, was Jesus ever tired? Come on, talk to me. Was Jesus ever angry? Was Jesus ever hungry? What else? Was Jesus ever thirsty? Right? Was Jesus ever fearful? No. So everything that cannot be captured in the life and ministry of Jesus while he was on earth in the flesh must not be captured in your life. Fear is not part, you know, of the Christ nature at all. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. He has not given us the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. So if you have fear in your heart, God did not give it to you. God did not give it to you. If you have fear in your backpack, it wasn't part of the package God gave you. You took it from somewhere else. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. In essence, fear is not just a psychological phenomenon. Fear is a spirit. All right? God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Death is a spirit. Life is a spirit. In fact, favor is a spirit. So whenever God wants to give you a blessing, he gives you the spirit dimension of that blessing first. Hallelujah. So it says God has not given us the spirit of fear. Okay? Because what, you know, spirit does is that... Uh, once a spirit is, you know, in oppression, it begins to manifest itself through the mind and the body. Hallelujah. It's that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. That is the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Amen. <laughs> I remember that clearly. If I didn't remember anything in that series, I remember that. Hallelujah. Sound mind. The spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of sound mind. Hallelujah. And um, the, the, the word power here is not just power to heal the sick or to raise the dead. That's not the kind of power we're talking about. Joshua chapter 1 and 9. Joshua chapter 1 and 9. Joshua 1 and 9. Joshua 1 and 9. Very common scripture. Be strong and be of good courage. Be strong, be strong, be strong. Joshua chapter 1 and 9. The Bible says, Have not I commanded thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, be strong and be of good courage. Be not afraid. So, the kind of strength or the kind of power we are talking about here is the kind of power that enables you, all right, to dare things. Because if you are not endued with the spirit of power, really, your life is going to express a lot of limitations. 
a lot of limitations. You just be afraid of any kind of major move. Ask that girl out. You won't ask her out. Because you're afraid. She might say no. You don't have the spirit of power in your life. <laughs> That's just on the lighter note. Because there are deeper dimensions than just asking somebody out. Amen. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and be of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be, be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. Be strong and be of good courage. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter, is this chapter 4 now? Alright? Or chapter 5? No, chapter 6, beg your pardon. Alright? Where um, Paul was telling the church, he says, Finally, my brethren, be what? Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Whatever that is consistent with the Lord is his word. So the Bible says, The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that what published it. The Lord gave the word. So what is consistent, all right, with the Lord is what? Is his word. So when he says be strong in the Lord, he's saying be strong in the word. Isaiah chapter 5 and 13. Isaiah 5 and 13. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 13. Media, I'll be glad if you can be very, very fast. Receive speed today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 5, 13. It says, Therefore, my people are what? Gone into captivity. My people. My people. In Ephesians, it says, Whereof in time past, thou was not a people, but now and now a people. It says, Now, therefore, my people are gone into captivity. Why? Because they have no knowledge. Because the true test of knowledge is freedom. The true test of knowledge is liberty. Hallelujah. You don't truly know except you are free. It says, therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished. Wow. And their multitude dried up with thirst on the basis of lack of knowledge. Lack of the word. This is the portrait of a man without the word of God in the spirit. Though he's honorable, yet he's famished. Though there's an abundance of water, yet he's thirsty. Because of this lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. With thirst. Now let's um, go back to where we started from. God has not given us a spirit of fear. There is a relationship between weakness and fear, right? The reason you are exercising fear is because you are aware of a certain kind of weakness. Okay? So anytime you are not aware of strength, the reaction is likely to be fear. So there's a relationship between weakness, all right, and fear. That's why the Bible continues to say, be strong, be strong, be strong. Finally, my brethren, be strong. And you can't just, you know, this kind of strength is not, um, it's not just 
um, it's not just some physical um, bravado, right? You know, it's not just some, all right, let me just be strong. No, 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 no. The kind of strength we're talking about here is strength in the word. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The power of the Holy Ghost. And the way this power is released most time is through prayer. So there's a combination of the word and prayer. Hallelujah. There's a certain level of prayer that you, you, know, you make or you do that. When you come out of that place of prayer, you are strengthened. Have you ever find a situation where whether you're trusting God for something or you, you know, you're bothered about something and you get into the place of prayer. And by the time, you know, as you're praying, you just sense this note of victory warming up in your, you know, on your inside. On your inside. So by the time you come out from that place of prayer, you are no longer, you know, tossed to and fro. You are no longer bothered about that circumstance because you have received strength. Strength. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So power, there is a relationship between weakness and fear. And anytime you are not aware of strength in a particular area, it begins to, you know, reflect as fear. Okay? So like Pastor said a while back that, you know, fear is not just being, you know, um, afraid. You know, just you know, having, once you are not aware of, of, of strength, once you are not aware of, um, once there is a massive awareness of weakness in your system, you begin to exercise fear. Hallelujah. It says God has not given us the spirit of fear. So we say fear, fear is what? It's a spirit. It says but of power and of love. Watch this. In effect, there is a revelation, there is a relationship between the love of God, all right, and walking, you know, there's a relationship between having the awareness of the love of God and not being afraid. Because really, sometimes, this thing seems a bit, oh, really, love, fear, how, how, how does that, how does that work? But it does. Because as we established in the first installment that to deal with fear is not just enough to have um, um, power. It's not just enough to have love. It's not just enough to have sound mind. There is, it's a theory combination lock. It's a trapatite combination. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we say there is a there is um, that there is a revelation of the love of God and, and love for men that if you are not able to sustain fear will be the dominant factor in your life. Hallelujah. Jeremiah thirty one and verse three. Jeremiah thirty one and verse three. I love the scripture. Jeremiah chapter thirty one and verse three. The love of God. The love of God. Wow. Church, can we read this together in unison? One to go. The Lord had appeared. Ah! I have drawn you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting love. Do you know this? Do you believe this? 
The Lord had appeared of old unto me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Wow. Wow. You know, it, it, it wasn't for nothing, you know, John would say, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Behold what manner of love. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave. Are you aware about this? Or do you just know it in your, in your, in your mental subconscious? Has it become rhema to you? Hallelujah. Has it become a rhema word to you? Because if it's not a rhema word, it will be rhema too. Amen. <laughs> so you're either working in rhema or... It says, be a word manner of love, the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. That we should be called the children of God. In Romans chapter 8 and 32, it says, If God did not spare his son, he did not spare Jesus, did not spare him. He said, but he, he offered him willingly to us all. He says, how much more shall we not with him also freely give us all things? All things. Are you, are you aware about the love of God in your heart? Can I get an handkerchief, please? Has it become a revelation to you? Wow. Say, I'm loved by God. I am loved by God. I am loved by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Never believe I could sweat like this. Man. <laughs> Nice to say, you know, no, I don't sweat, I don't sweat. <laughs> now I'm sweating. Pastor Dama anointed is on me. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you know, Elijah said to Elisha, I'm about to be taken up. Ask me something. You know, and um, Elisha said, release unto me a double portion of your spirit. Just to emphasize the point that life is spiritual. Again, life is spiritual. Elisha could have asked of any other thing. But he says, give me the double portion of your spirit. Why? Why was he concerned about spirit? Because God does not speak English. God does not speak Hebrew. God does not speak Greek. God speaks spirit. So if he wants to give you anything, like I said before, the first thing he does is to give you the spirit component of that thing. Because if you can give you that spirit very soon with time, that thing begins to influence you. Because what, what spirit does, like I said, with fear, is it begins to alter your mind. You know, and it's now reflected in your words, in your thoughts, in your actions. Hallelujah. We are still talking about love. Isaiah chapter 49 and 16. Isaiah chapter 49 and 16. It says, Behold, I have engraven thee upon the palms of of my hands. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Your worlds are continually before me. Do you believe that? You know what it means to be graven upon the palms of somebody or something? You can't fall off. So why are you afraid? Why are you why are you bothered? Alright? Why are you bothered? It's time for you to get married. You've, you've not been you know, you can't, um, you are bothered about 
house rent. That two bedroom flat now is now is not three million per annum. All right? And that has prevented you from doing the things God has already instructed you to do. Many instructions God has given you, you are not able to execute because you're not aware that God can take care of you. You are still looking at your needs, all right, from you have not cast your cares, literally. Your cares are still wrapped all around you. It says, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Your words are continually before me. Before me. Hallelujah. So there is the revelation, there is a revelation that the love of God, all right, just, you know, makes you live above the beggarly element of this world. You are aware about a God that doesn't just, you know, is, is not just aloof somewhere in the heavens, but is, is, is present. is present with you right now, right here. I wrote here, I'd like to read this. I said, you are not the part-time focus of God's attention. You are his delight and the full-time object of his affection. Hallelujah. A revelation of the love of God will set to your confidence forever. Forever. Forever and ever. It says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Wow. What a joy. What a joy. What shall separate us from the love of God? What shall separate us from the love of God? Can we just read that? What shall separate us from the love of God? Began to list those things that you're afraid of. It says, shall famine. Shall persecution, all right? <laughs> it says, it says, in all these things we are more than conquerors. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine? The rate of pounds to to you know the naira, the dollar rate. Now it has been said that we are going not just to inflation, but to superinflation. And not just in Nigeria, it's not just a Nigerian thing, it's all over the world. It's a nakedness of peril of sword. 36. As it is written, for I say, we are killed all the day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. That loved us. So God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love. He wants you to be aware about this God kind of love. Hallelujah. So, as we said before, that um, how fear begins to, you know, get into your system is that it begins to alter your expectation. It alters your expectation, all right, by creating pictorial representation, you know, of imaginations in your mind. Imaginations are very powerful, very, very powerful. Do you know that in Genesis chapter 11, when it was said that the people began to build the Tower of Babel, do you know that it was not a physical structure? Do you know that? You don't know that. Let's prove it. Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter number 11. When the people began to build the Tower, the Bible says the Tower, you know, reached up to the heavens and God said, let me go down to see what these guys are doing. Can we read Genesis chapter 11 verse 1? In KJV. Thank you very much. Can we read together? I want to go. 
Number two. And they dwell there. Number three. Let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime our day for mortar. Verse four. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower. Just stay there. It says, go to, let us. That is, it was a conversation. Let us build us a city and a tower. But this conversation was happening in the mind. We'll find out. Who stop may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Okay? So when you read this, you feel like it was a physical structure that was, you know, that was right there and people could see with their physical eyes. But go further. Verse 6. Come on, look at this. Said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined. So what you read from verse 1 to verse 5 was imagination. Ah, you didn't get that. <laughs> it was imagination. Your imagination can attract God. Your imagination can attract the devil. Imagination, very powerful. It says all things you can ever ask or think or imagine. Or imagine. Imagine. <laughs> Maybe that's the title of pastor's next teaching. Imagine. I won't be surprised. <laughs> imagine. I think there's a book like that, Reimagine, or, or something like that. So everything we read from verse 1 to verse 5 was just imagination. They were building in their mind. And God so God attracted us. What? This kind of imagination, if I don't stop these people, what is in their mind will come to fruition. That's what Job said. He says, the thing that I was afraid of has come to pass. He was thinking about it. He was afraid. Can we go to that scripture? That's Job chapter number 3. The thing that I, I fear, you know, has come upon him. Because this thing was just in the realm of the mind. He was constantly giving attention, thought, and focus, all right, to this imagination. He was constantly dwelling upon it. Thinking. That's why the Bible will say in Philippians, I think, chapter 4 and 6. It says, whatever things are true, whatever things are just, whatever things are noble, if there be any consolation, he says what? Think. About these things. Think. Because if you can think about it long enough. Oh God. It will birth a reality. He said for the thing which I greatly feared. Which I greatly fear. So meaning this thinking. You know this, um, this, this fear. This being, being afraid. Was something he had imagined in his mind. The thing which I greatly feared. I was thinking about this thing. Hey, this thing might, hey, 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 hey. You know, we have people, all right, at, 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 at age 18, you're already concerned whether you have a child or not. I'm serious. By the privilege of our office, we hear so many things from people. 
at 18 year old. I, you, you see a 22 year old having high blood pressure. You're not married. You don't have children. All right. You, you, I'm just, you know, I was speaking with a, a lady like that earlier, like some weeks ago. You know, I was sharing this with Pastor Joe when he came around to my house. And um, I said, so what's wrong? The, this person, you know, just stayed in a room, a dark room, all day. The father came, had a good father, fantastic mom, a nuclear family, and all of those things, you know. And this person was in a room all day, in a dark room. And she said to the father, I, I'm just, I want a break from this, from, from you guys. I want a break. I said, you want a break from your family at 22? I don't understand. A break. He's a solid Christian, loves the Lord, but still he has strong God's imagination, thoughts, all right, as, as few this person's mind, and um, you just want a break. I just want a break. You're in a relationship. I just want us to have a break. Let's have a break. I don't I've never understand that technology. So I was in one relationship like that. <laughs> you know. And lady said, I want a break. I want a break. I said, okay, no problem. So go on a break. Ah. He said, you won't say anything. You won't, you won't say, ah, you said you want a break. Go on a break now. <laughs> I don't. Go on a break. I want a break. What, what, what does that mean? You want a break. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. The next verse, the next verse, the next verse, the next verse. Look at this guy. Just look at this guy. He said, I was not in safety. Neither had I rest. Neither was I quiet. Yet trouble came. That's not true. Because what was the devil's testimony about Job to the Lord? Is it not because you have created a hedge of what? Protection round about him. He was actually in safety. He was in rest. But what brought trouble was the thing he thought about. So it was not, I was not in safety, Job, no. That's not correct. You actually had rest. You know, you, you actually lived in, in quiet and peace. But the thing you thought about now brought about the trouble. Hallelujah. Thoughts and imagination. This, like I said, I'm just reinforcing what pastor has already shared. Thoughts and imaginations. Thoughts and imagination. Very powerful. Very powerful. So know what you are feeding your mind with per time. Know what you are feeding your mind with per time. Because it will just come as a very harmless thing, you know, at first just, you know, just binge on social media again and again is nothing. It's just, you know, a comedy skit, all right, until this thing begins to form image and patterns in your mind. And you begin to discover that you are now replicating this thing, all right, with your body. Hallelujah. Thoughts and imagination. Hallelujah. I have 18 minutes to go, so let's just quickly tie this up. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Give you praise. Thoughts and imaginations. And the second thing, or as I've emphasized over the, the course of the, of the series, is that the way the devil also brings fear 
is by not is by letting you dwell in the realm of the senses. It says to be carnally minded is death. Once you dwell, you know, because once you dwell so much in the realm of carnality, it empowers the devil to bring fear into your heart. So when things are going on well, you're happy, you're excited. When things don't go well, you're denied a visa, amen. And you are, you are, you can't, you are, you are, you are gone. Or something happens or, you know, you are not, uh, things are not going well at work and we can literally see it on your face. Have you met people and um, you're having a conversation with them and they began to tell you things and you're like, what? You mean you have gone through all these things? I say, yes. And it can't, I, I, I can't find that in your face. I, I can't see it in your expression. Because their life is not determined by, you know, what is happening around them, but what is happening on the inside of them. Hallelujah. I think it was Dom when that um, he, his son, I think, or his daughter passed, you know, while, of course, many years ago, and he, he sang the song. Can you take a high for me? I will sing. I will pray. Even in my darkest heart, through the sorrow and the pain, I will sing, I will praise. Lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing. I just lost somebody. And what came out from that experience was a song that has blessed the world. That has blessed the world. Can your, can your situation bless the people around you? Can it bless the people around you? Can your situation, you know, can your circumstances, can it be a, a message of hope and inspiration to the people around you? Or do you just whine and moan and just, you know, take a selfie around your pain and allow people and become an object of pity? You know, some people are like that. They just like people to pity them, you know? This is what I'm going to you just, you just You just want to be pitied. That's, a, that's the realm of carnality and sensuality. And that's what empowers the devil. It empowers him. It sits there. Hallelujah. Was Kirk Franklin too that sang the song? You don't have to worry. And don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Troubles dead and last always. There is, there's a friend named Jesus who wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, come on, just leave your hands and say, Ho, ho, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way. My life is in your hands. One more time with Jesus. With Jesus, I can make it. No matter what's going on. With him, I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way. My life is in your hands. Hallelujah. No matter what may come my way, my life is in his hands. Because he loves me so much. He loves me so much. Hallelujah. This is revelation. This is the truth of God's word. This is not just some philosophy or some motivation of speaking. No. This is the word of God. 
Hallelujah. So let the word of God dwell richly in you. Richly. I was with the orgies. He was not around. He was having a meeting at the time with pastor. So I, I visited um, the newborn. Praise God. And I was just asking Minister Adria, I believe she's watching. Bless your heart, ma'am. You know, I said, so how was delivery? How was it like? The labor experience, how was it? He said, Pastor Mike. It was then I remember that I'd memorized the entire confession we say in church. He said, I memorized it. He said, she didn't know that she had it on the inside of her until when pressure came. It came out. So what comes out of you in the time of pressure? Ah, he said, I'm a fulfilled. Every fufu by the well. I pay no attention to the height of words because by my God, I leap over words. The archers may shoot, the grievers may hate, but my bow abides in strength. Before I say, Glory to God. You can ask her. You ask, ask her. Were you there? Were you there? She just kept saying it. I'm a football. Ah, I'm a football. I'm a football. A football, by the way. Ah, you know. And as she said that, she had memorized it. We say this in every Sunday. And some of us don't even know it. We don't know it. Because after Sunday, the, the, no, that's it. We wait for the next one. We wait for the next one. All right? Sometimes some of us, be honest, Pastor Dami is not looking at the back. All right? He's looking at me. If you read your notes during the week, let me see your hand. He's not looking at the back. Just... One, two, three, four, five, and maybe six, seven. All right? Let's not be, you know, be conscious of just hearing new thing again. All right? A word has been taught today, so I'm waiting for the next word. Oh, you know, next one, I'm waiting for the next word. No, go back. While I was pastoring on campus, I told him, I said, this week, I'm not going to read any Bible. Go back to your notes. If you are going to read your Bible, it should be in reference, all right, to what you are written in, the, in, in that note. That's, what, that's, that's our assignment for this week. So go back to everything I've thought. I've been teaching Sunday, Wednesday. Go back to it and read. And when we came on Sunday, I just, you know, I just asked the church, so what did you read? What did you study? What did you, and come and see how people were sharing based on what had been taught previous time. Very powerful. All right? So after this teaching... All right? Don't just, you know, put fire on it when it's been... No, no. Don't just do all of those things, all right? You know, at some level, you know, once you're like, uh, by, the, by the grace of God, okay? Uh, I'm a young man, but I, I've been around for a while, okay? Uh, so, I think one of my greatest privileges that I was sharing with the bamboos was that I was privileged to give my life to Christ at a very early age. Very early age, you know? So, this is going to be my fourth pastorate. Fourth pastorate. So some things don't, <laughs> so whether somebody is saying who, 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 or it doesn't really, you know, uh, it's not like you are living based on that thing, all right? You are living based on the who, who, so if there's no who, you go back to God, ah, they didn't say who today, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Am I still connected? No. All right, so it's not just all about the hype and the how not, and we love that God bless you, all right? But I, we are committed to just sharing the word of God as revealed to us. Hallelujah. So we're not bugged down about the opinions and the suggestion. That, okay, maybe, you know, you're, you're, you're preaching based on people's, you know, hype or something. No. All right? So when you receive God's word, just like the Berean Christians, 
You know those guys? What did they do? They went back. They went back. To read the things Paul had been sharing. They went back. They went back. Alright? They went back. Because it's not just in receiving the word, but in, you know, um, what you do with that which you have received that profits you. Hallelujah. Romans chapter number 4. I'll close with this one. Father, we give you praise. Romans chapter 4. Let's begin to take our reading from We cry Abba Father Hallowed be your name Hallowed be We cry Abba Father We cry Abba Father Hallowed be your name Daily as the leaf, daily as often as a breeze. Let my whole life, Jesus, yeah. Daily, daily as the leaf, say. Romans 8 and 18. Romans 8, 18. Let my whole life. Now lift your voice, lift your hands and say, we cry, we cry. Hallowed be your name. Father, we thank you. We yield our lives to you, O God. We hallow your name. You hallow your name. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 18. Beg a pardon, Romans 4, 18. Romans 4, 18. Blessed be God in the highest. Romans 4 and 18, the story of Abraham, how that he considered not the deadness of his body, but was strong in faith. Hallelujah. It says, who against hope believed in hope, that he might be the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word. Verse 19 Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not. Hallelujah. So one thing fear enable, what one thing fear does to you is that you begin to consider, you begin to bring logic to that which God has said to you. That's fear. You are considering, you are ah, mm, mm, this this thing. I, I know God has spoken, but can we do it like this? He considered not his own body now dead. When he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Next verse, 20. Second thing he did was, he staggered not. Hallelujah. Fear will make you stagger. Staggering means, you know, inventing options as a result of fear. You begin to stagger. You're inventing other options that was not part of the package that God gave you. He did not consider not, all right? He considered not, beg your pardon. He staggered not. What was the third thing he did? Hallelujah. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. So the third thing he did was that he, you know, he gave glory to God. That is, we can juxtapose the word glory to mean praise. 
it gave praise to God. When you live a life of praise, fear cannot be dominant in your life. Serious. Very, very, very basic, but very powerful. Was it Peter? Okay, it was Paul and Silas. They were locked up in the prison, maximum security prison. And there was a jailbreak, like the one that happened in Kuja prison. Amen. As the people fled. But these guys were inside. How come? The Bible says at midnight, you know, they, 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 they rose up and they began to sing praises to God. They began to bless his holy name. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. You see, one of the things that causes fear is ingratitude. If you find yourself to be someone who is not grateful about what God has done in the past, when something comes in the future, you'll be afraid because you cannot remember the thing he had done in the past. It says some will trust in charity and us, but we, we will remember the name of the Lord. We will remember. Why was it that the children of Israel were always complaining and griping with, with the, the, the cucumber, the, the grape, the whatever in Egypt? But they neglected the, the crossing of the Red Sea. They didn't remember that one. And they were filled with fear because they refused to remember. The Bible says about Abraham that he was strong in faith. He was strong in faith. Giving praise to the Father. Let not your praise be something you do just in the four walls of the church. When Beckon has come here and they minister powerfully. That should not be the only time you give God praise. Hallelujah. He says the Lord is the, is, is the strength of my light. It's the strength of my life. He said, what can man do unto me? The Lord is, the, is, 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 is my light, is my salvation. I'm going to read a very long scripture and we're going to close by that. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. Three more powerful nations had come up against Jehoshaphat. All right? And um, the Bible says he was afraid. <laughs> 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Let's begin to read from verse 1 to get a full juice of the story. Father, we thank you for deliverance today. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. We begin to read from verse 1 to about 20. So I'll read very fast. It happened after that, this, that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them beside the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria and they are in Ezazon, Tamar, which is En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. And set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. Then Joshua stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O oh Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations and in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land? Can you see? He was recalling the things God has done. Before your people Israel and gave it to the descendant of Abraham, your friend forever. And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name. Saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple. And in your presence for your name is in this temple. And cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Montiai. Three more powerful nations whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. 
Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives, their children stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jai, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid. Tell anybody, but do not be afraid. Not dismayed. He says, do not be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. He says, tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the asin of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jericho. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still and seal the salvation of the Lord. Who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem? Do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow. Go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of Korahite and the children of the Korahite stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud loud and high so they rose up early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekwa and as they went out Jehoshaphat stood and said hear me O Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established believe his prophet and you shall prosper and when he had consulted this is the magic <laughs> with the people he did what he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and we should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army and were saying, come on, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Come on, say that. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. One more time, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they began to sing, come on, and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Monsia, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Monsia to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Monsia, they helped to destroy one another. <laughs> Hallelujah. When he had consulted singers, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. When you wake up in the morning, what do you say? Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. When you hear about an evil report, what do you say? Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you live a life of gratitude and praise, you discover that fear is not going to be a part of your life. A life of gratitude, a life of praise. Giving praise to the Father. His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. I will sing of the mercies. I will sing. One more time, say now. I will sing. Say with my mouth, yeah, yeah. 
come on, can you just lift your hands to Jesus and just mean that words? Uh? All right, it's not just a mere mountain of words. Let it come from your heart. With my mouth, Lord, you've been faithful. I cast my mind back and I'm grateful for all you have done. I will sing, say, I will sing, yeah, of the mercies of the Lord. I will sing of the mercies of can you cast your mind back right now and just begin to declare God's faithfulness? Can you just begin to declare God's praises over your life? What he has done? Can you cast your mind back? As you do that, you discover that fear is going to run out of your life forever. <laughs> Father, you're good. Your mercy endures forever. How he delivered you from that accident. How he saved you from those kidnappers. Can you give God praise? Are you got your admission? Are you got that job? Come and give him praise. His faithfulness in your family, in your life, his provision. Give him praise. Give him praise. Father, we thank you. We sing of your mercy. We sing of your grace. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we rejoice in the house? Can we rejoice some more? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Let's be seated as we just, you know, give up. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at Parpoint Tribe.